going to ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out, what other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else because uh, it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so got a meditation eternal energy go get you some also send me a review once you're done as well i'd love to hear your feedback now moving up from there if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships in which there are three different tiers silver gold and diamond which offer different levels of benefits that once offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldoja.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card, for example. However, if you would like to go through PayPal because that's your uh, that's your shit, <laughs> sure, fine. Doesn't bother me. PayPal as well. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M O-O-I. My full name, Adam Ui. You can donate through PayPal directly as well. Either way, whatever you guys do donate to help support the show. Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, of all that being said, Let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionally? Sure, emotionally. <laughs> I'm just happy being in Patrick Starfish mode when I go out. And remember, he is going out. He is talking to girls, occasionally making out with them, just not progressing any further every now and again, but he just always thinks about this one girl. He's not dating any other girls, though. He's not in open and free relationships with anyone else. And he goes on to say, I've come so far since the start of my journey. So I'm enjoying that. Stop it right there. Stop it right there. Stop it right there. I, I don't have to... I, I, I should, okay, I'll read the end of the quote, but basically you know what I'm saying. He goes, that I, I know that I still have a long way to go. That's the end of the quote. I've come so far since the start of my journey, so I'm enjoying that, but I know I still have a long way to go, to be honest. There are two very toxic and insidious mindsets within that statement. When he says that, I ask him, what are your current social development goals? And he says, I currently have none. I'm just happy being in Patrick Starfish mode when I go out, meeting people organically. I've come so far since the start of a journey, so I'm just enjoying that. But I do know that I still have a long way to go, to be honest. It's low-hanging fruit, so I expect you guys to give me not just chump change answers here. I expect you to level up your answers when I ask you, what's the issue? What's the problem with that mindset? I had, you guys were so lost at the beginning of this podcast for question one. All, no one got a correct answer to question one, which is ridiculous because you were all trying to answer this question. If you go back to the beginning of the chat and you look at some of the answers you guys gave at the beginning of the chat, those would be the correct answers to this one. So many of you throughout this chat have been giving correct answers to the wrong questions. You've been getting correct answers to this question. And the question I'm asking is what is the fundamental toxicity, darkness, insidious nature of what he has just said when I ask him what are your current social development goals? 
please hit me. Let's ride this session out before I go into inspiration land and we go into the final remedy, which is where I just absolutely just, just I just uncork, I just unloosen all the gas canisters and we just absolutely fire it up. So, but I always give you guys the last chance to get some high quality answers in, to try and level yourselves up, to try and get some 100,000 zenny if you could, if you could. Who's had 100,000 zenny answers this session? Three people, Joe Elvin, Ben Hyowen, and Takumi Kun. Yeah. Okay, so first answer. Come at me, people. Jay New comes, come at me, Minasan. Kakatakoi, let's go. Kakatakoi, Minasan. Jay New comes in saying, He's too attached to the outcome like the young monk at the riverbank. Direct, but with intent to observe rather than detach. He's without purpose. And so, how is he supposed to put his ego to good and productive work? If he knows there is work to be done, then he should accept the responsibility of getting it done. Why are you on this journey, X? Jay Nu goes on to say. What are you attempting to answer for yourself? What does the journey mean to you? It's good. I agree with everything you said, Jay. It's good. Without purpose, yes. How on earth is he supposed to put his ego to good and productive work when he's so concerned about an external relationship? Very good. Not that Jay said external relationship. But I'm sure that's what you mean. Good. If he know, particularly what you, what I liked what you said there, Jay, is that you said if he knows there is work to be done, then he should accept the responsibility of getting it done. I like that a lot, Jay. I like that a lot. Well done. Damn, Cam comes in saying the missing piece in his temple, finding life purpose in this life. The missing piece in his temple, finding life purpose in this life. Riding the wave with no direction. The masculine lead cannot be fulfilled. So that's the second person that is now tapped onto purpose. The word purpose. That's two of you. I like that, damn. Damn, Cam, I like that a lot, actually. I like that a lot because you hit right to the core. You hit right to the core. The question... What are your social development goals? The response, I have none. Damn, Cam comes to saying the missing piece in his temple is finding his life purpose. Purpose in life, riding the wave of no direction, the masculine lead cannot be fulfilled. Damn, if you could have expanded a little bit more on what happens when the masculine lead is not fulfilled, I might have given you 100,000 zenny for that. You took me to a good, use the temple in the analogy, and I like that you used the temple, so well done. Good answer, very good answer, just like Joe's. Ben Hyde comes in saying, he thinks he's gone somewhere, yet he's barely gone to the foothills. To live with our goals is to accept the world, to tell him what he is to do, which is to live in the matrix and be a willing prisoner of it. And he has yet again failed to even realize how he has fallen for someone whom he cannot even accept, for she is living her life fully, and he is trying to pull her back into his half, empty cup mindset. Another very good answer. Of those, of the three answers so far, Ben has definitely got first position. Damn, previously had it. That's definitely the closest though. That was very well said, Ben. I'm not giving you 100,000 any for it, but it's still a very good answer. It's just a very good answer. All right, well done. What I like particularly most about what you said, Ben, let me get to it. It's kind of like broken here in the chat. Is when you said that he cannot even accept for who she is living her life fully. 
this is something when I get to when we get to the remedy and my full instruction at the end in terms of what I recommend for him to do, we are going to dive deeply and heavily into her. And what he's doing is in what he's doing, how it affects her and what it means for her. We spent a lot of a session on him. Jay Nu then comes to saying, are we not putting ourselves through the fire to learn about ourselves in relation to others? Let's find what that means to us together, my brother. In quotes, even when you are running alone, you are never truly running alone. In quotes, Haiji. Very true. Do it and you'll understand. Never do it and you'll never understand. Hmm. Ben Harlan then comes in to say, the truest and hardest question to answer is, who is the I? We each call ourselves because it is who I am and who we are, all are, yet most of us deny ourselves even the mental energy to consider this question, this quest. Question. <laughs> quest worked just as well. I agree with that as well. So guys, at the moment, what I'm doing is that this is, if you guys imagine when you were in year five or year three or in reception, in your early, char- in your early childhood development and education, you, at the end of the day, you always have free time. If you, the last 20 minutes of class was always whoever finishes their test first gets to go have free time, play whatever toys you want to play with, you know, play Jenga, play fucking Connect 4, do whatever you want, go on the computers, free time if you finish your work. That's this part of the podcast. This part of the podcast is I'm now just allowing you guys to spitball. The, the question was very general. The question was, what is the insidious, dark, toxic nature of when I asked the question, what are your current social development goals? And he responds with, I currently have none. I just enjoy being in Patrick Starfish mode. I've come so far since the beginning of my journey. So I'm just enjoying that. I know that I've still got a long, go to, a long way to go though, to be honest. I just wanted you guys to come in and to point out all the different ways that this could be leading him down a path of dark spiral, a dark spiral of regression, not progression, but regression. Nu, Ben, Dam, you've all come in with great answers. I would like... There's something that, that is missing for sure, but that's okay. I'm not going to get stuck on that because we're about to hit the final instruction and the final remedy. I'm just going to let, in case any of you want to pipe in with your final response before I just absolutely unleash and I let go into what needs to happen from here, I'll give you just a, a, maybe 30 seconds, all right? Tap in now and then we'll run this session to the fucking end zone, okay? But what you guys have said is, is very good. What you guys have said so far is very good. I like that you guys are so switched on. I like it when you guys dare to be bold as well. When you dare to win, as the SAS would say, he who dares wins. Who dares wins. Such a good saying. Who dares wins. I never understood it as a kid. I never understood that saying from the SAS, who dares wins. But as I lived life more, it makes more sense, doesn't it? As you go through more shit in life, who dares wins makes sense. Oh, man. So, like I said, I I wanted to give you guys just a couple more moments before I run into the final instruction. And just remember, and actually, just while I'm doing that, just in case some of you are typing before I hit this in final instruction, there was a voice message he sent me as well, by the way, in which that he said that, I know that I have a long way to go in terms of meeting people, but in saying that, she's literally my 10. She's literally everything that I'm after. I know the... I know the whole thing about not going for the fruit when it falls down the mountain, but this is literally one. This is literally what I'm looking for. All right. I'm glad I gave you guys some time because we've got Brandon who comes in. Brandon comes in in this free ball session, free ball part of the podcast saying, there's only two types of energy in life, growth or decay. That complacent, 
mindset is a state of decay and his life will start to fall apart if he stays there too long. Brilliantly said, Brandon. Brilliantly said. I like it. Speaks to that either progression, progression or regression. The decay mindset, as Brandon has said. Well said. And that, my friends, I'm going to now... I'm now going to turn the, put the blinders on and I'm going to switch back and switch into full-blown coach mode and just address him one-to-one here. And as now we get the summaries of his podcast, we've gone through everything here and, and really give him my, my heart-to-heart instruction. As I always do at the stage of the podcast, I now need to switch my mindset because I've been your instructor in this session. I've been your coach helping you guys in the live chat. But now, and thinking of X as a third party, now we're switching that mindset. This is now going to be one-to-one from me to X. And in which case, for me to do so, I need to visualize him as my son, as I can't get serious about it if he wasn't. I need some blood in the game. You currently have no social development goals, X. Yet, where did you begin? Where did your journey begin? You say that you're happy being in Patrick Starfish mode when you go out, just focus on having a good time. You've come so far since the start of your journey. So you're just enjoying that. Where do you get the right to enjoy that? Who gave you that right? When, at what stage of the journey X did you forsake it? At what point in the journey X did you earn such an accolade that you could forsake all of the work that brought you to where you are? Who told you that it was okay to forsake the journey? You've explicitly stated that you've got a long way to go. You've also said, I know that I've got a long way to go in meeting people, but in saying that, she's literally my 10. This is literally the one, literally what I'm looking for. So why did you ever begin the journey? Why did you even get into this from the beginning? If all you were looking for was just to meet your tent, to come across a girl that blew your mind so much on all manners of the spectrum, physically, psychologically, spiritually, sexually, to the degree of which you've never met a human being in this state. If that's all you were looking for, why did you begin the journey? Because I think you're a little bit confused on what the journey is. The journey, as I refer to it, is the one of self-cultivation, in which you step through the, the hot gates, the hot fiery gates, which is the entry point to everyone's journey in going through the pain of realization that I am inadequate. That I'm a piece of shit that I have no skill set, that I am socially inadequate, that I do not have manhood psychology, that I am of boyhood psychology, that I am indirect, incongruent, inauthentic. I don't cover with empathy. So I need to learn all these things. What's the best way of learning? Now that's the fiery gates to have that fuck it moment where you're in the beanbag on a Saturday night and you're playing Call of Duty in a good slice of pizza. Now, while I'm not shitting on Call of Duty and a good slice of pizza, Surely there's more to life than this. Surely I could be out learning about what it means to interact with other human beings. 
Surely I could be out learning the dance of masculine to feminine energy. Surely I could be on the path of transitioning from a boy to a man, to being the type of man in the future that could raise another, that could pass on lineage of wisdom, that could pass on lineage of skill, that could pass on lineage of mindset of how to not only interact with others but himself. I better get out. I better start working. Fuck it. Fuck it. I've been a piece of shit for too long. This is a huge pain point. Is it the healthiest mindset that I'm degrading my self-worth, that I'm saying I'm a piece of shit, that I'm not worth anything, that I'm inadequate, and that I'm just this lowly scrub lord fish? Probably not. But you know what? Whether you enter the journey as a result of pain or pleasure, it doesn't matter because the end result is that you got on the fucking journey. We can deal later in terms of reworking your internal self-value through the process of you climbing the mountain and realizing that I'm not at the foothills anymore and I have progressed a little bit, that I can do work and that maybe instead of just trying to not fall off the mountain, I'm going to start to put my eyes up and start to climb the mountain and we reverse those mindsets. That comes later. But at this stage, I know you went through that. I know you went through the hot, fiery gates as all people do to get onto the journey. Most people don't go through the hot, fiery gates, X. Most people get a glimpse of their inadequacy and turn away. They look at the mirror once and that's it. They can't handle it. Most guys go out once, try to talk to a random attractive woman, get cut down, and then forever their lives never speak to another one again. Most guys do not entertain the pain of their own self-inadequacy. Most guys would rather ignore that and live in blind delusion. Sheep. Sheep me along. But you didn't do that, did you? No, you've been on the journey. I know you. I know you to the degree of that I know where your journey began because I helped with it. I remember when your journey began. I know that most of your friends in your social circles are not about this life. That if they were to sit in on this social Q&A right now, they wouldn't get the fuck of what I'm saying. They wouldn't understand a word of what I'm saying. Wait, what are you talking about in terms of attachment to the outcome? Depends on the mindset. They'll be like, what are all these words of this jargon that he's chucking around of unconscious competence and social dynamics? I know most of your social circle would just laugh at it and say, hey, let's go get a beer. Right? That's what most of your friends would do. So I know you don't have other influences trying to pull you in different directions. I know that you're deep I know that you're deep on this content and that you had the fucking moment. You went through the hot, fiery gates and that got you on the journey to begin with. So now that we all know that, now that we're all up to speed, son, between you and me, what did you do after that? You started going out and you started crafting. You started swinging the hammer. It's a rough ride to begin with. If it is for everyone, it's a fucking rough ride up the mountain. Swinging that hammer, it's a lot heavier than most people think. I got a client who just literally had an absolute self-destruction of ego, absolute self-destruction of personal self-worth because he failed a 30-day challenge while simultaneously completing the 30-day challenge. Never seen it. Top one hard case with Patrick Starfish in Berlin. Patrick Starfish in Berlin, one of my other clients, if you listen to this right now, you now have a brother. You now have an equal first of top hard cases I've ever seen. In terms of attempting 30-day challenges, I had this client who had absolute self-destruction, right? Just failed like no one's ever failed while simultaneously going out for 30 days in a row. I won't get into the details now, but just know that. I, get, I had an hour-long one-on-one client session with him, just dishing him the hard truth of his failure, 
of the mistakes he made and how he's now weaker as a result of what he went through and not stronger, even though he put in so much in quotes work. Complete meltdown. There were tears. Comes back to me in a week later, says, I'm going to do it right now. 12 days later, we have the next session. He completely is corrected, completely changed. He's done 12 days in a row of meeting five direct intent interactions, random cold women on the street every single day where he couldn't even do that before at all for one day. Completely turned his life around, completely turned himself around. He swung the hammer, but that hammer was far too heavy in the beginning based on what he thought it was. You know how heavy the hammer is because you were there at the beginning. You said to me in this message, I've come so far since the start of my journey. And I don't deny that, X. I definitely don't deny that. But it's when you then go on to say that, so I'm enjoying that. That is one of the most disrespectful things someone can say to the journey. That because I've come so far on the journey, I'm entitled to enjoy what fruit has now arrived. That now that this woman has arrived, I can stop working on my skills. I can stop working on my purpose in life and that I can just go in on her. Well, you were never really on the journey then. You, you lied to me. You lied to me and you lied to yourself. If you were on the journey and the journey for what you said it was of self-cultivation, of all the things that I listed out before of the transition from boy to man, then just because a woman appeared regardless of whether she's your 10 or not, if you know you still have work to do, why aren't you doing it? What, where the entitlement come? And that's that question keeps coming back in my mind, X, of that, when did you make the decision to forsake yourself and the journey? I'm not arguing with your decision to forsake yourself and the journey. That's your decision and you have to live with the consequences of it. What I'm most interested in as a coach is when, when, when did you make that decision? And okay, fine. Also explain to me why. But the reason that you're doing it, it's whatever you say, it doesn't matter to me. It's your life. You have to live with you. But just know that with your current mindsets in which that you've come across a, what sounds like an amuse, amazing, I've got to say amazing and stunning You've come across what seems to be an amazing woman, a stunning woman, a young woman who's learning about herself, who's growing in multiple relationships with other people that was so relieved at the beginning because here I finally got a guy who's a good guy. It looks like he's been working on himself. And what's more, he also wants to keep growing. He doesn't want to lock either of us down. Fucking amazing. So I'll go in with this guy. I go in with this guy and we start to enjoy it. You have a couple months together. You're getting more intimate together. You're learning. Right, Even though she's younger than you, she seems like she's got some more experience. You're probably learning just as much from each other. It's fucking beautiful. But then all of a sudden, you decide that her, her path, all of a sudden, you decide that her path and her journey is now subsidiary and subsequent to mine. Where's your concern for her path? Where's your concern for her journey in life? Throughout this entire social Q&A, this entire story you've sent me, all I've heard is it's me. It's my journey. It's my path. It's everything that I need to receive and I need to extract from this person, from this scenario. And so not only have you disrespected yourself and the journey, but her. I said it this before I began this final instruction that I was going to let go of all the canisters. I was going to let all the gaslighters out and we we're just going to fire this shit up. What makes me most upset and disappointed in your mindset is that 
You have no concern for her path or her journey. In this social Q&A, guys have continued to pepper in things about her, but I've been putting a limiter on it because we've been mostly focused on your social tactics. But now we're here. Now we're here. You've got a young bright flower who wants to express her sexual femininity. It's very rare to find a not only a feminine being that is so connected with her sexual femininity, but at such a young age, right? Most girls at that young age have, have just still bought on the narrative. They're still bought on the narrative. It's not until they go through several more relationships that all of a sudden they realize, okay, maybe the idea of there being just one isn't the only idea. Maybe there is the potential of, I could maybe not rush into things, just keep things casual and open and free to begin with. That happens later on in a woman's journey normally, not from younger, not from the beginning. So she's directly been communicating to you that for whatever the reasons, which by the way, as we've discussed in this podcast, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know why she wants to be in the open and free. You don't know why that she's so adverse to going serious, closed and locked, which is two different things if you think about it. The fact that you don't know those two things, that in and of itself is a giant social tactical destruction. And it is just, it's an absolute fuck up, which we have discussed in this. It's an absolute mistake. At the minimum, you should know. Tucking me a comment early saying, no, not open lines of communication. That's a problem. But what's more of a problem to me is why you would shut that down. Why you would shut that down. Even if you don't know why she wants to express herself this way, why are you trying to shut her down? Fucking last night, the sunset was going down. Listen, you guys, I've been, <laughs> I just gonna be a straight head. I've been sending nudes all weekend. I've had a couple young girls just hitting me up and aggressively, just wanting videos, wanting some aggressive sexual shit. Not even just like dick pics, but they're just like, I want you to come on my face type thing. I want you to, I want you to, some shit, right? I've been getting pressed hard this weekend. Let's just say that I'm exhausted. Last night, the sunset is going down. The sun, <laughs> that'll make sense in a second. Trust me. The sunset is going down. I'm absolutely exhausted. And I've, there's been these two girls in particular that have just been absolute animals with me this weekend. That I can't say because they live in different... One lives in a different country. One lives in a different state. Yet pressing me hard and showing me the levels of their sexual femininity in which that... They, they wanted it hard and good. And when I say hard and good, I mean filthy, filthy shit. Yet they look like angels on the outside. They look like angels on the outside. They're young. But through our connection together, even though we can't be physical with each other, they want to push the revs of what could possibly be experienced here. And I'm a much obliged. I am much obliged to this situation. So I, I give that to them. And what I'm doing here is that I'm allowing that door to stay open with them. I'm allowing them to express how they want to express. And that's why I'm bringing this up. Because when the sunset was going down, I was fucking drained of all my bodily juices. I was walking through the park. The sunset's going down. And all of a sudden, I thought about UX. And I said, why can't you accept what is now? Why can't you accept her for what she wants and what she wants to give now? Why can't you accept the experience for what it is? The feminine being you have in front of you, what she wants to do is to express in an open and free manner, explore, learn, be open to the possibilities and the illumination of this life. That's what she wants now. Why can't you accept that? Why do you have to change that? Why do you have to wish that that was something else? 
if you've got a girl that is so sexually restricted because of past sexual abuse, because of the way other guys have treated her, because of how her own friends and family have treated her as a result of that. And so now when you get into an intimate space of her, it's more than enough to hug her and she freaks out. Why can't some guys just accept that that is what she has to give then and there and not push the pace, not completely destroy the relationship just because they're not going to get what they want to ride then and there? Flip the reverse. What are you doing? Same mindset, different actions. You're not accepting her for who she is. You're pulling a lever on her. You're pulling a lever on her that extracts a certain quality. And the quality that you want is that you're my one and only because as something beautiful that Bennett said earlier in this session is that you can be my one and only because that will distract from the fact that I'm no longer working on myself. If I get that lever pulled of that, you say yes, because what happens next? If she says yes to you and says, yes, okay, Let's be in the open. Let's be in the closed and locked. I'll be your one and only. I won't see anyone else. Let's say that she just agreed to that. Putting aside the harboring of the fact that she'll be shutting down her own femininity. And that's the issues with that. But let's say that you actually did pull that lever and the ball came down. The only reason why you'd be happy with that ball is because it would be distracting from the obvious inconvenient truth. Hang on one second, my friend. Someone's at the door. In. Sorry, guys, it was just the posty. You would only be, you'd be pulling a lever that would be distracting you from the inconvenient truth. The inconvenient truth is that the only real reason why you want her to see only you is that you still have work to do on yourself, but you're not willing to do it. You still have work to do on yourself, but you're not willing to do it. You say to me, it's because I can't handle her being with other guys. That is the issue. That is the issue. The issue is not that. I can't handle having her with other guys and so that the way that our relationship is right now and how she is right now is a problem. We need to change that. No, 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 no. The problem is that you can't handle it. You can't deal with it, that you have not done enough internal work within yourself to be able to sit there in silence on a Friday night when she's likely to be with another guy and to come to peace. To observe the darkness welling up within you. I get it, X. I get it. I feel that fire within you. When you've got a girl that you feel like one day potentially could be your mother of children, you're saying she's on that level, she's that absolute 10, and you sit there in silence, and you, you visualize, you feel she's with another guy right now. I get that pain. But it's the fact that it's a pain, the fact that you have not alchemized that into something that is love. The fact that you are so deeply attached to your ego in which that you feel that you own her as a human being, as an entity, that the fact that she could enjoy another pleasurable experience with another human being in such a rare experience of life. Do you even know how rare life is? You have no idea how rare life is because of your mindset. You're treating your life and her life as if they are to be granted and to be taken for. She's 19 years old. Somewhere between 400,000 to 600,000 600, people a year just take their own lives. So many people don't even have that choice. So many people will walk out today, literally right now, and just get hit by a bus. That a, a, a car will hop the curb and end their life. So many people will find out today that they have a terminal illness, that they have three weeks to live. 
that one of my best friends, his mom just passed from cancer about a month ago. So many people will finish their human experience now. You know how many? Three. Every second, three people die. On average around the world, every second, that's three people gone. That's three people gone. That's three people gone. That's three people gone. Every second, about four people are born. That's four people born right now. That's four. That's another four people. And that's another four people. We're on this rotating marble in infinity, as far as we can see. And we don't even know what incepted this. We don't even know how this marble came to be. We know that it does be. We know that there was some large combustion of gases and chemicals on such a level and time and space that we don't even understand. We know that much, but we don't know who created that, if there was a who. Your existence is so rare. Why would you attempt to shut that off for someone else? Why would you attempt to change someone's desired way of being in this life? It's, it's just, it's so, it's so painful for me on so many different levels, more because you have no concern for her path and her journey. Listen, if you have no respect for your own journey, it's one thing to have no respect for your own journey. It's one thing to have no respect for the journey. It's, no, it's one thing to just not respect yourself. Your journey, the journey, or yourself. That's fine. Disrespect yourself. Disrespect the journey. Disrespect the journey in self. But don't go so far to disrespect someone else. Don't drag someone else into that. Don't drag her down with you. She's 19. You know how girls, do you know how girls become bitter, X? It's because of their formative experiences. Bitter cold women at 30, they don't just appear that way. They got there and someone dragged them down to it. Now, yes, they have their own responsibility to wake up from that and to do work within that, but there's always an inception point. And why would you actively, willingly be that inception point? Why would you do that? Why, why would you say to this girl, because I can't see you casually in the way you want to be, open and free, then it's either nothing or we're, it's, it's either we completely forget this right now, we go into closed and locked, or we can't see each other at all. Some of the guys in this live chat just couldn't get it. They didn't get it when I said, what's the problem with her denying it? What's the problem with, with this, your nature of your mindset towards it? It's the finality of it. The finality of your mindset is that it's either all or nothing. It's either the way that I want it or it's nothing. And while that is disrespectful on ridiculous levels to yourself, it's what it drags her into. Because how does she feel, X? Which is not what we've talked about in this podcast, but I need to hit you with this now. How does she feel? She doesn't need to hear that you're dealing with such eternal demons about other guys that she's with. She doesn't want to hear that. She doesn't need to hear that. Why? Because that's not the parameters of your relationship. If you guys were in a close and lock relationship, it would be, but it's not. It's given, it's understood that she would be seeing other guys and that you would be as well. So she's likely feeling good. She's likely feeling happy about you if you are accurate in the reciprocation of the connection between you two. That if she's saying things like, well, you are perfect, you're perfect. Maybe she is starting to develop some more slightly stronger feelings for you, but they're not there yet. They're not there to the point of which that she's willing to push on you to end the open and free, which signals what X? It signals that that's not what she wants. So where's your concern for what she wants, what her path is, what her journey in life is? Where's your concern for her? Where's your concern for what what you're currently doing will do to her? How she will then perceive guys after that? Well, this guy, maybe I did think he was going to be, maybe, 
maybe a 10 for me, maybe a diamond for me, maybe a ride or die for me. But then all of a sudden he just turned dark. All of a sudden he just hit me with this boatload of pressure to do things the way that he wants them or it's fucking nothing. How could you do that to a girl? How could you do that to a girl who's so young as well? Again, a different thing if you're going to do that to someone who's super experienced, that has the chops and the stand-up to be able to look you in the face and go, nah, you're being a, you're just being immature about this. Get the fuck out of here. You know, that's what an older woman would say. If you're with an older woman right now, that's what she would say to you. She said, just get the fuck out of here. She wouldn't even entertain what you're attempting to say. The only reason why what you're about to say is a potential possibility of it even being a problem is because you're dealing with a girl who's at the beginning you're dealing with a girl who's at the beginning of her journey. So it's like so many elements here. There are so many elements of that your lack of social development has become so clear. The hubris in which that you describe your social development, that for some reason the development you currently have is enough to make you say it's okay to rest. Listen, I'm not you. I'm not you, but when I was going from 12 to 12 on the clock face of the journey. Not once, not once did I ever have a girl come back and absolutely light me up and blow me away. Not once did I ever say, okay, now I'm done. Now it's fun. No. When my diamond in the sky did arrive, it was still open and free for the first two weeks, but I'd already, but I made sure that, but that was more me just practicing skills. That was more me just practicing, all right, well, making sure that I'm just checking myself on my own ego making sure that I'm not doing things like this. But I would never have entertained going into closed and locked with her if I didn't feel like my social development was at the, the point of minimum conscious competence, but more so I want much rather unconscious completion point. And now we're talking tactics here. I can take you in so many different ways. There are so many issues going on with your mindset here. So let me play it out for you. Let me finish this here before we get to open Q&A. Because I said I'll give you final instructions. So what are you supposed to do then? What are you supposed to do? If you're disrespecting yourself, the journey, you're disrespecting her, her journey. What are you supposed to do then? Because you're probably sitting there thinking, all right, Adam, fucking you lit a fire under me, but the problem still remains. These guys, she's seeing other guys. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, aren't you? Because... It's a dick move no matter what you do from here. Try to change the relationship on her and go into closed and locked. Eh. Complete dick move. Complete incorrect move. Complete destruction of the relationship, disrespecting towards mostly her. Okay, if it's not that, do the opposite then. Just put up with it. Is that what you're saying? Just put up with it, even though I hate it, just because just so I get to see her? No, that's also wrong, isn't it? That also doesn't feel good. That's also you being incongruent and inauthentic within yourself and indirect to her. So you're stuck with a bit of a rock of a hard place. It's like, I can't do anything then. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can sit in silence with yourself. You can't understand who you are. You can understand the nature of what reality is. Understand the nature of what life is. Understand the nature of these other guys. Who are these other guys? Why do I see them as separate from me? Why is it such an issue that she happens to enjoy an experience of another human being? What's my problem with that? Address that. Look at that demon in the face. Set it free. Replace it with light. And so now I'll choose to think differently. Now I'll choose to see her and her experiences and her journey in life as something differently. That actually, even though she's younger than me, 
She's probably a lot more mature than me. I've probably still got a lot to learn from her. Whatever pain that I feel, why do I interpret it as pain? Pain is merely a sensation. Pain is merely the recognition of a stimulus. The interpretation of said pain makes all the difference. The pain of sitting through three days of having a high-pressure needle slammed into your skin to the point of where you lose consciousness. That's a very different pain to the pain of being exiled from your country and put into solitary confinement and being given no food or water for days upon days. And one pain, I ask for it. It means something to me. It's a pain in which that I recognize evolution and growth. In another pain, it's a pain in which that's forced upon, that I have no inspiration towards, that I loathe, that I hate, that I resent. What camp of mindset are you perceiving the pain of her being with other guys with? If you look at those two different examples I just gave you. Do you look at the pain that you feel, that sensation? Don't attach a negative connotation to the word pain. Just look at it. When I think about her with other guys, I get a sensation. It might feel hot. It might feel like flame coming up through my stomach. It might get a tight stomach. My throat might go dry. It might make me want to cry. But nonetheless, it is at first a sensation before interpretation. How you then interpret the sensation of pain determines how you then act and how then you expose onto the rest of the world and how that image comes out to be exposed. If you continue to expose your image of the sensation of this pain in being that, I hate it. I hate it. I can't deal with it. it makes me feel like shit. It makes me feel like less. She doesn't care about me enough. She doesn't want to be just with me. Can't deal with it on a more deeper subconscious level because it would mean I'd have to go back to the journey of social development, which, as we've now seen, I've already forsaken. So, can't do that. You can cut that, stop that process from ever happening. Train yourself to look at the sensation of pain. Listen, X, I've been coaching social dynamics for, or been in the journey for over 10 years, coaching professionally for over six years now. If you don't think I can't relate to you on what it feels to have that pain rise up within you when you're sitting there at night and a girl you feel like is just your absolute diamond in the sky is moving to someone else, you're wrong. I know what that pain is. And I used to interpret it the way you did. I used to sit there and fucking tear my hair out, draw fucking lines in my arms through my fingernails because of her getting pleased by another guy. But the difference between you and I, X, is I didn't forsake the journey or myself. I looked at the pain and said, why do I interpret this way? Why do I have such an issue with a woman that lights me up? She inspires me so much to the point in which that I'd likely jump in front of a bullet for her. Why do I want to shut her down? Why do I want to stop her from doing that? Why do I resent the experiences that she has with other guys? These are fantastic questions and they actually hurt more. To ask these questions hurts more because you have to come up with answers. You have to realize your own delusion. You have to realize where you were going wrong. But I sat there and I sat there longer. The phone stays on. The images stay. The texts stay. I don't look at them. No, 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 no. You don't get to run away from this. 
You don't get to do what you've done with other experiences in which that, well, forget about this girl as you are trying to do. Well, it's nothing then. Well, then I'm just not going to be over at all. No, 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 no. You don't get to run away because then you're only signing your death. That is the death of your evolution, to run away from this pain. When you say to me, the two options is either it's all my way or it's fucking nothing, that's running away. That's you saying, I'm not willing to sit down with my pain and reinterpret it. I'm not willing to sit down and reframe what my current perception of reality is. No, 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 no. Not in my house, son. Not in my house. In my house, you'll do as I do and you sat down. You will sit down and you will look at that pain. You will ask the questions of why I interpret the pain in such a malice, non-serving, non-supportive and non-inclusive and empathetic way towards this feminine being that I just said was everything. Was everything I was looking for. I will sit with this until, and I will not come out until I can address the pain and let the tears flow and let the fucking nails run through the arm and go, it's okay. It's okay. And that's where it starts with you, X, is I'm not asking you to become Buddha. I'm not asking you to have a, a samadhi, to have a fucking satori, to come to a realization in which that you are one of all beings of life that you are both the product of life and life itself, that you are both the mother and the child experiencing each other, that you are just the leaf of the tree, but the tree itself. I'm not asking any of that. I'm just asking that you don't fucking run away, that you sit there, you feel the pain and acknowledge that I am interpreting it this way. And that if you wish to no longer interpret the pain that way, then you find another. Then your mind goes, well, then what is the other way? It's not rocket science. If the way I currently interpret this pain is wrong, then the opposite must be right. There's only two options here. If I interpret her being with other guys and her expressing her sexual freedom at such a young age to want to learn and grow as negative, as something that is not to be appreciated, something not to be supported, something that I actually have to shut down. Well, what would be the very opposite then? Oh, well, actually, I'm going to sit down with her. Hey, Jenna. Green tea and chill, on the rug, Thursday night, candle, let's go. I need to talk about what the fuck's going on because I feel like I'm about to explode and I really need you to understand me and I want to understand you and I'm going to need your help with this. Send. She comes back at me. Okay, that's pretty intense, but I'm ready. Let's go. Thursday night, on the rug. Listen, Jenna. I know that I said that I've only been really focused on you and I actually canceled dates with other girls, haven't even been seeing other girls and you're really just so special and important to me. But this is my issue. I can't handle you being with other guys. It tears me up inside. I can't think, I can't function. I'm not even focused on my own development anymore, which is actually what brought me to the dance with you. What brought me to the dance with you, if you had met me a year ago, you would have just turned your eyes. You would have turned the chin and gone, no, fuck this guy. This guy's a shrimp. This guy's a scrub lord. This guy's an absolute fish. The reason I weather here together is because of the journey that I was on, but I've forsaken that. I forsook my journey, forsaked my journey. I forsaked my journey the moment you came into my life. It's just now it's come to a head. It's come to a point. I want you to know that this is not your fault in any way, shape, or form. It's 100% me. I need to express to you all the things and all the way that I interpret my pain. Please hear this first fully. Don't make any judgments. Don't say anything until I get all of this out. Here it is. When you've been out of other guys, 
I think, fuck, I can't believe she's another guy. I have to find other things to take my mind off it. I'm not supportive of your sexual expression. I know I said I wanted open and free, but I, it was lies. I've been lying to you, not been real with you. Your care and concern is not my top priority, and it hasn't been. That's the truth. Sit into that. Let her breathe it in. She might go, well, no, stop. I'm not done. But with all this darkness and all this toxicity, that's the thing of the past now. You know why? Because I sat down on myself. I locked myself in my room. I didn't delete your number. I didn't delete your images. I didn't delete that photo of us at the lake the other day. I didn't delete the experience in my mind of kissing you for the first time. And I sat with the pain. And I came to the place in which that, actually, despite this, I would rather support her. I'd rather have care for her journey. So while that this emotion and intensity that comes up within me will take time to completely reinterpret and completely reframe to the point where it actually becomes something I want you to experience and I actually push you in that direction and support you fully, I'm not there yet. I'm not Buddha yet. I'm not Satori yet. But I'm trying. I'm doing my absolute best. And I don't even, I don't even ask you to put up with me after this. It would be better if you just spoke to me truthfully and honestly here if you felt like it and said, listen, we can't be together anymore. That would be almost welcomed if that is what you are feeling. But at the same time, if that's not what you're feeling and maybe you still want to do some work together, I'll be most honored to have you in my life and to have you work with me. The key point in the final bit of that message, X, is that it's not just that you tell her about how you've been experiencing all the pain, but most importantly about what you're going to do to correct it. What you, what you do, that, that you sat down there and you felt it, and that you actively chose growth, evolution, strength. What does she want to hear from you, X? Fingertips are fucking shaking. What does she want to hear from you? What she wants to hear from you is that you want to be strong. She doesn't need she doesn't want to hear anything else but that. She doesn't want to hear that that you're weak and that she needs to help you because of it. She doesn't want to hear that because of your weakness things have to change, which is the option you've been trying to give us this entire story. What she wants to hear is that you desire to be strong. She's young. She's young. What she needs is a man at this, late, this stage of development in her life. You're not there. You're not there. The best you could have in this scenario is that you two could walk alongside each other in this journey, fucking up along the way until you two no longer can help each other anymore. Until you guys becomes blindly in the blind and that you need to grow and evolve with someone else. That's the best that would happen in this scenario. And I don't say that in a pessimistic way. I say that in a beautiful way. Right, that's what all young relationships are. Young relationships are is that, listen, we're not really what each other needs. A 19-year-old girl needs a 25-plus man. And a 22-year-old guy, boy, needs a 27, 28-plus woman. You need the maturation 
in your relationship development and your co-partner to help you to see, to walk, to not fall off the path. That's not what you have right now. What you have right now is two, two chickens in their springtime of their youth who are just going to fuck up again and again along the way. If at a minimum, you could be so direct, so congruent, so authentic, covering with empathy, that you could not only explain to her what your previous pain was and how you were previously interpreting it and how you apologize for that, but then at the same time, tell her how you will become strong. That is all you could ever hope to do. At this stage, at where you're currently at, that's all you could hope to do. And then you let the leaves fall where they may. The leaves will fall where they may after that. If she accepts you and she goes, listen, next, I knew you thought I was special, but I didn't know that it really fucked with you so much that I was seeing other guys. To be honest, I feel like you lied to me. That fucking hurts. But I see what you're saying. And if you're still happy to stay in this style of relationship because you want to work through the pain and you realize that your point of pain is this style of relationship, which means it is your learning point right now, then I'm happy to help. That's one scenario. A very likely scenario, though, is that the leaves might fall on the completely other side of the tree. This next, you really just know what I thought. You know, I thought you were this picture of calm, picture of equanimity. I thought you were treating me right. I thought you saw me as who as I was. You know, we, I was so relieved when you said you were into open and free as well. And I'm like, finally, someone who sees me for me. Fuck, I don't have to coerce this guy. I don't have to rationalize to him that I'm not a slut. I don't have to make pains to tell my friends and family and to try and fandangle my way around the social situation to maintain social face. I can just be real with this guy, but apparently not. Apparently that was never the case. So thanks, but no thanks. And that's where the leads fall. As your coach, as your hypothetical father here, I don't want either. I don't want either. Either's fine. Either way you learn. Either way you grow. She stays, you grow through the pain of what you have to learn. She doesn't stay, you grow anyway. You have to learn through the pain anyway of having to let her go because of your fucking up and then regrow, evolve because of that. But don't come back to me at the end of this podcast. Don't send me a DM. Don't send me a long email saying, well, Adam, I considered everything you said, but, but I'd actually rather just try and still do the close and lock thing. So I just get out of my face because not get out of my face because, and don't come back to me if that's going to be your response, because I don't want you to say that because it's not what I'm telling you to do. No, it's because it's disrespectful to the journey of self-cultivation. Only come back and, and disagree with me. The only way I would accept you disagreeing with me is if you come back and say, I'm disagreeing with you, Adam, and I'm going to do it my way. But I agree that I've forsaken my journey and I'm no longer on the journey. If you hand me your letter of resignation, that an acknowledgement that I've forsaken myself and the journey, then I will agree with your disagreement. If you're not going to do that, then it's only one of two options. It all starts with that conversation I just went into. And however it goes, it can only go one of those two ways. There is, we have spent almost three hours in this situation. I spent a good... I've spent the last few days going back and forward of you getting all the right context right. I spent a serious amount of time yesterday writing double page notes. I have spent some time. Like I said, 
I was drained of my bodily juices last night at the sunset because of some of these girls. I got out there on the sunset. I was still thinking about you. This means to me. This means shit to me. I invested part of my life in this. So when I, when I, it's not hyperbole. It's not hyperbole when I say don't come back to me. When I say don't come back to me, I mean that. If I am willing to spend the better part of the last seven days investing my life in your situation to try and come up with the best remedy, helping these people in the live Q&A to do the same, to get all the ships in the harbor on the same point of light that this lighthouse is poising towards, they can all see it. If they can all see it, I can all see it. I'm pretty confirmed in my mind that I am not just fucking off my chair, off my nut, and not even understanding what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, how about this, X? How about fucking this? Let me read you this message. I was literally just walking out. I was walking out on the sunset, walking down the path, the wind's blowing, sunset's going down. It had been about an hour since I'd just been with this, been with this girl just fucking pushing me to my absolute limit. And I said these things in my mind. These thoughts popped into my mind about her. Actually, I'm not, I don't even need to get the message. I know it off my heart. I sent her this message later, though. Maybe I'll read out to you guys after. I walked out of my house. Sunset's going down. Wind's going down. And all of a sudden, I just visualized her. I saw her little face. I saw that fucking angel, innocent look on her face, which is the complete opposite of her energy. She was the darkest demon, absolutely filthy. But she had this little, this little ponytail and this little look on her face of just absolute innocence. Absolute innocence as she was sitting there in this video basically wearing nothing. And just basically the look on her face was like, what, daddy? What? What? It's that kind of fucking look on her face. I still guess we hyped seeing it out. I'm, walk- I'm, I'm not even in the situation an hour later. And all of a sudden I just think, I want to lay you down. I want to hook my teeth underneath your string. Wrap my tongue around your clit and drop bars on your lips. And then all of a sudden these kids walked by and snapped me back to reality. I just I was like, fuck. And then all of a sudden these kids walked by. But I really just like stopped there in the middle of the path as this wind was blowing in, sunset was coming in, and I thought about what I would be doing to this girl who just fucking lit me up for the last hour and a half or whatever. And I snapped back to reality. And you know what I thought immediately after that? But what about X? But what about X? It's like I had been involved in such a deep, deep sexual experience in which that, that girl's face was burned in my mind. Her way of being burned in my mind. What I want to do to her burned in my mind. And I'm in this absolute anime scene of just sunset going down, wind blowing through the leaves. Kids run by and snap me back to reality. It's like, hang on a second. Is this Kimi no Naiwa? And then all of a sudden you pop into my mind because I care so much about your development. And then all of a sudden, but go, hang on a second, Adam. Have you got your thoughts right about X's scenario? Are you sure about the remedy at the end? The, 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 the class students, they are like headless chickens sometimes. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes there's 100,000 zenny. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes they struggle, sometimes they're on. But there will always be my final instruction and remedy at the end. So even if the class students are off, you know you'll get it good. And you'll get it good because I was down there on the path. And even when I'm concerned of other things in my life, with other women, with other present women, with the kid that's going on here, you still enter my mind because I care enough about you. Because you're not just some random anonymous person. Because when I see you making these mistakes, I go, why? Why? Why would you be making these mistakes? 
So you've had so much content to learn from. You have access to the ability to ask me this question. And I go, I will fucking dedicate the rest of this walk again, again. And I've already spent, I've already done the notes. I've already done these, these notes to help your scenario out. And I thought I had my mind wrapped around it. But you know what? Even after imagining going down on this absolute angel who's a fucking devil and then having these kids pop me out back into Kimi no Naiwa anime scene, I still went and spent the next 45 minutes thinking about your scenario because as much as I said that I don't want you to disagree with my, with my agreement or you don't want to dis- I don't want you to disagree with what I'm saying here, that's me from an egoic standpoint. From a coaching standpoint, do what you will. Fuck up your life. Completely fuck up this other girl's perception of you and that potentially her development if you were to do it in such a poor way. Do all that. Do all that if you want. That's not my business. That's not my business. But that's me as a coaching. That's not my coaching business. My coaching business is to give you objective, structured answers, to give you feedback, to tell you not exactly what to do, but what will happen if you did do this. That is my role, which is what I believe I have done in this scenario. But there's an ego underneath that. If you can put that to the side, someone had to come up with that. And that's Adam. And that's the story that I gave you before. That's why I said, that's why I got my fucking word for word. This After I that stuff that I said to you guys about going down on her, I went and messaged her afterwards. And I'd asked her before about, do you want to jump off the jetty with me? Like I said before, like I put up this reel yesterday on Instagram and she goes, ha ha, it's going to take me a few tries, but I think I can get it. Teach me. And I say, oh, I will. This is when I got back from the walk. I say, oh, I will. But first, I was just out walking through the late sunset and I saw your face and thought, I want to lay you down, hook my teeth underneath your string, wrap my tongue around your clit and drop bars on your lips. A few kids went by and I snapped back to the moment, but I just thought you should know as that look on your face had a linger effect. She responded saying, hmm, seems I left an impression, wink face, I'll keep you wanting more. That's Adam. That's not coach. For you to affect my, then after that, that type of experience, to affect my psychology to the point where I'm not even in coach mode anymore. I was enjoying something completely different. But you meant enough to me on an egoic level, not on a coaching level. In these social Q&As, most of them I don't have relationships with. Last week with the boy from Royal Descent, I don't have a relationship with him. He got straight coach. He got straight coaching. He didn't get any of Adam's subjectivity. I'm fully telling you right now, you affected me in a subjective way and that when I'm telling you in this podcast that I want the absolute best for you, I want you to do right by her and I want you to do right by you. I want you to respect the journey. I want you to respect yourself. I want you to respect her. I want you to be the type of guy that I can sit down with in 10 years. We can fucking light it up on a surfboard out in the ocean and then we can just laugh because we knew that at this time you were dealing with such destructive mentalities, but you evolved because of them. I'm going to start crying because of this because it gets me so emotional ah. what are you doing to me you you just fucking you fucking with my head because of the mistakes you're about to make and it's like you don't have to you don't have to make these mistakes but at the same time this is just me being an emotional subjective human being using the ego of Adam if I was to step back into coach mode I'd be like not saying any of this right now I would not be saying any of this. I would have stopped the podcast. I would have stopped this instruction at, hey, you heard it before. You heard my analytical coaching, which is that do this or do this. That's what's going to happen. And I don't mind. 
You heard that. Now you're hearing the ego Adam. And the ego Adam wants the absolute best of you. It wants the best of you. Because I don't want to accept the fact that you're going to fuck up your life and her. I don't want that. I don't want that. But at the same time, once I calm down, once I allow that fire to be expressed as I just did, and I come back to coaching words, we're going to wrap up this part of the podcast. I'll take a deep breath. It's okay. It's okay. Your potential mistakes make me want to cry. Your potential wins make me want to fucking shout to the rooftops. People don't realize that once I go home, there are some of your stories that affect me on a psychological level, particularly with my clients. Clients don't realize this. It's like, you might not hear it from me. I rarely let you ever hear this. In fact, I don't even remember a, a, po- a podcast or a social Q&A podcast where I let you hear the subjective Adam. I'm not, I almost never do that. I, I don't even remember the last time I did it. You might hear me get hyped. You might hear me rant, but it's always from a coaching perspective, never from a fucking personal level. Maybe it was that girl. Maybe it was the kids. I don't know. Let's summarize this here. We've spent a good three hours here. The social Q&A live participants have done their very best, except at the beginning. <laughs> you guys fucked hard at the beginning. But like the first class question, you all missed. But since then, Joe Elvin, Takumi, and Ben Highland all hear 100,000 Zenny answers, which are top class answers. The other live class participants, Brandon, uh, fucking Dam, Dam Cam, if that was your name, uh, Dam. Uh, there's a few other people that's eclipsing my mind right now, but uh, 8% was in there. W was in there. The, the guys in this class have done their very best. Janu, sorry, Janu, of course. They've done their very best to help out. I've hoped that I've broken down your situation as deeply as possible to the point where there is real tactical information that was conveyed before I absolutely let all of the gas canisters loose, before I let all of the emotion out. I'm pretty sure we got the remedy. I'm pretty sure we got the instruction out. Oh, one, fuck. There was one thing that I forgot. I said that I would give you how to handle the family in future. Like how to actually do it. At a minimum, never introduce to the family if you're in an open and free. I don't care about whether she, it means she can't come over or not, right? Then it means that she doesn't come over. That's it. That's just a complete, complete breaking of the T's and C's, which has obviously led to you getting so deep on her psychologically because she's got a rope connected to your world now. But if you had to do it, T had headed up before. But that was the thing, the one thing I said I was going to mention tactically before, that if you can't bring her over to your family's house because your family don't, don't like it, if you're not going to introduce her, that's acceptable. That's fine. Like that's not them being dicks. It's that, well, then you don't, you don't break the rules because of that. No, you find another way. Airbnb, hostel, secluded beach, secluded park bench, secluded botanics. You know, there's so many other ways of working it and jigging. Okay. Anyways, I know I, I'm, I'm really happy I remembered that tactical point. So I hit you with the tactics. I hit you with the coaching. You know what you need to do. I hit you with the emotions. I hit you with what it means to actually be maybe my actual son and to be my actual friend and to be someone that I care, care about to the point where I have like a deeply sexually intimate experience with a woman, uh, a young girl, I should say, not too young, but, <laughs> but uh, she, and all of a sudden you entered my mind and all of a sudden I had to go to work on that instead. 
you know, that's why I, I care so much about you. And I know that I've hit you with ridiculous amounts of fire in this session. This entire session has basically been a complete uh, destruction of your egoic complex. And that's what I like. It's what I love. It's what we do. But I know that it's a lot for people to take in. I know it's hard for people to take in. Some people never come back. Some people never come back. Do you, you guys, for guys in the live chat Q&A right now, do you know how many of the individual context stories that get sent in that never even say thank you? They never even come back and send an email saying thanks. Or they, they never even give me any feedback at all. You'd be surprised how many don't. A lot do, but you'd be surprised how many don't because they didn't like what they heard in this because it was too raw, it was too true, it was too painful. X, what are you going to be? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be you that listens to this and goes, fuck him, fuck him. From a coaching standpoint, that's fine. From a personal standpoint, that's very disappointing. Either way, though, it is what it is. That's what life is. And I thank you all for joining us in what's been an, uh, turned out to be a pretty powerful, pretty tremendous live Q&A in which I really just lost my shit there towards the end. <laughs> uh, now we've got open Q&A. So let's take a deep breath. Open Q&A. This is now the time where you guys can drop any questions in your lives of social dynamics, dating, relationships, anything in the world of human interaction. In that chat box, if you have gotten any value from the session, please drop a thumbs up on the video down below. Please help support what's going on. If you listen to this on podcast land, come back, drop comments, even just a thumbs up, even just to say, hey, enjoy the session. Or if you have questions, drop those as well because you can't make it live. But now I'm going to give about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on the quality of the questions, for open Q&A. And if you guys are new, you can also, like you don't know about it, you can also use the super chat function, which gets your question bumped to the top. I'll give more time to it, dive a little harder on it. It's really appreciated because it just helps what's going on here. And uh, yeah, I see we've got some super chats. So I'll adjust those first. And then any other questions you guys have, we'll hit it. Fucking hit it. That was something once in a lifetime. Something special once in a lifetime. Okay, first super chat. Hang on. There's a lot of chat. I gotta go up here in the chat. Okay. There's a lot of chat going on here. Sorry guys, I'm just scrolling. I'm scrolling. The only type of scrolling I'll accept. Uh, you know you went on a fucking rant and emotions when your lips get dry. Fucking lips are falling apart here. Okay, so I think the first super chat was from Jay New. Correct. First super chat is from Jay New, which is a US $2 saying, I've got a brutally honest queue for this week. Roast away. <laughs> okay, Jay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your super chat. And now we're going to dive deep. As I said, I would. Question goes to the top. I'll give more time to it. And just goes to supporting the channel, you know? Thanks a lot. So, Jay News US $2 super chat question. First one of the sesh. Super Q says, my question this week, I'll be moving soon. I have decided on a place with a wonderful couple as my landlords. They treat me like one of their own and I truly appreciate it. 
one of their daughters piqued my interest. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what a way to start a fucking story. This is an anime. This, you have been watching Rob with the Wind. The way you phrase this is... You fucking, you sure shanked me. You absolutely sure shanked me. You, you took this story in the completely wrong direction that I thought you were going. So Jadu says that he completely honey dicks all of us by saying, I've decided on moving moving soon and there's this wonderful couple that are going to be my landlords. They treat me like one of their own and I really appreciate it. <laughs> but one of their daughters piqued my interest. <laughs> you can't start a story like that <laughs> you can't start a story like that man how are you gonna do me like that that's ridiculous how are you gonna do all of us like that that's like saying adam listen i i met the manager at the local coconut oil store and he was just the best guy and we just really got along but I, actually his daughter she hit me up <laughs> You can't do that. You can't just start a story like that by giving me all the emotions of who you're getting involved with and then you just hit me with a fucking hammer. <sighs> just shaking my head at that, Jay. All right, I'll continue the story. It's too much, though. You know it's too much. He's got some landlords. Apparently, they treat him like one of their own and they really, he really appreciates it. However, one of their daughters piqued his interest. But I chose to be indirect with intent to detach. What? Indirect with intent to detach. That was until I had some time alone with her. We walked 40k together. What do you mean you walked 40k's together? Do you know how that's like 12 hours of... No. Yeah. That's like 12 hours of straight walking. Maybe he means... Maybe he means 40,000 steps which would still be at least 20Ks, which is still six hours straight of walking. How do I know this? Because I've done, done 45,000 steps in one go, and that took six hours and a bit. So I know this, Jay. What are you, sorry, what are you trying to say? Get your numbers right. He <laughs> goes on to say, we got to know each other after walking 40K together. He goes on to say, I'm now debating changing the strategy. However, the biggest sticking point is that there is no way to have an open and free as we share too many ropes, a la the lovely landlords. I genuinely respect my relationship with her. With her parents. Sorry, I genuinely respect my relationship. Sorry, the, the message was broken. I genuinely respect my relationship with her parents, not only as landlords, but as friends and good people. I personally believe direct with intent to detach might be key now, but I feel I will lack the will to say that I need no answer. I feel I will lack the will to say that I need no answer. Hmm. He goes on to say, I guess I'm asking for your advice and critique on my thinking slash pans of action. Can provide more context if needed. Like she is not in an act. Hang on. Like she is not an active person, but the fact that she suggested we go for this long ass walk since I mentioned my new running habit, very attractive. I want what's best for both of us. But I guess I'm not completely sure what that should look like. I feel like I feel I'm not too deep on her yet. So this is a good time to step back and really think before I act. Also, I'm pretty sure No, sorry. Also, I'm pretty much locked in on moving to this new place since you're most likely going to ask. Haha. 
Jay Nu then went on to drop another super chat of US $5 saying, I dropped a lot more than I thought I would. Thanks in advance for putting up with it. Oos. Well, I thank you for the follow-up uh, super chat donation. So that's a grand total of seven US dollars for Jay Nu super chat. Uh, and Jay Nu came in after I flamed him on the distance of walking saying that he messed up. He meant four miles, not 40,000, 40, 40K. <laughs> so four miles, I don't know what miles are. I work on the bloody uh, metric system, mate, not the imperial system. So I don't know what miles is, but like the rest of the world, like when's the US going to catch up? It's like you guys are the only ones that use the imperial system. Anyways, let's get Jay News question here. So it's very rare that Jay New actually asks a legitimate personal story question in, su- in the super chat. Uh, thing. This is very rare. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this, Jay. <laughs> but how are you going to do me like that at the beginning of your story where you just fucking Shawshanked me? You set me up big time. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so funny, man. Okay, so let's get the situation here. Let's get our minds wrapped around this. Jay Moo is a young male. He's a young male. He's up in uh, the United States. Um, Jay, I won't even say a city unless he wants to say a city. He's up on the east coast of the United States and he's found himself a situation, living situation is going to be pretty good. I guess he waltzes his way into the apartment, finds out landlords, they're fucking money, but their daughter's even more zenny. His parent, the landlords are money, but the daughter's zenny. And he's feeling like he wants to go in on her. They go for a long walk with each other and they get to know what's going on. He said he was indirect with intent to detach so yeah jay you're gonna have to explain to me for context what do you mean by i was indirect with intent to detach because if i was to break that part apart literally what that literally means is that i had direct intent for her but i chose not to communicate it which means i was indirect but my intent about that to what to do with that was to completely detach which means do nothing with it don't say anything to her don't do anything with her so it's, I do feel something for her, but I'm not going to tell her and I'm certainly not going to do anything about it. That is the literal breakdown of what indirect with intent to detach means. If you feel like that is accurate to what you did and have been thinking, please let me know in the chat. If that is not, if that is not it and you feel like you've got the terms incorrect, please drop that in now because we can't really proceed until you clarify on are we aligned on what you think indirect with intent to detach means. Sorry, there's a lot of words, but hopefully you know what I mean, Jay. Just give me yes, you're on, or no, re-clarify. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for Jay's answer, Ben Highland comes in. Ben Highland was actually, is actually going to be the next Super Chat, I believe. Yes, he is. And actually, just while we're waiting for Jay's um, response, when I was going on that absolutely epic inspirational rant and the final instruction for X in this podcast... Uh, Ben had, there was some, there was some comments before that. So I'm just going to read some of them out while we're waiting for Jay to clarify. Damn Cam had come in saying during that inspirational rant saying, Mr. Uwe, long time listener, first time live sesh. I appreciate all that you're doing and have greatly valued your content. I know X would be proud or Ski would be proud. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate your long time listenership. I, fi- I thank you for finally getting here for a live session. Fucking Roku Roku. You go into the 60, 66 episodes in, you're finally here. And uh, I appreciate that, man. You gave some pretty good responses for a first timer as well. 
Uh, people don't realize. People don't realize, damn, that when you know, lot people who listen in post, they think, "Oh, I could have, I could have given those answers. I knew those answers. Oh, that was easy." And it's like, yeah, you could say that because you're a Monday quarterback. Like you're Monday quarterbacking. You have the pleasure of pause and rewind, and you're not under the pressure of a live session. If you can give a good answer in a live session, that means you know you're on point. Because as you see, damn, I flame people when they're not. So. Uh, Ben, has Jay given us clarity? Okay, yes, Jay has given us clarity. So I wanted to know what Jay knew meant about if he was correct on the actual definition of indirect with intent to detach regarding this girl, the landlord daughter. It's like something out of Seinfeld, man. It's hilarious. Jay knew comes in to say, yeah, similarly, I meant to let go of this interest since I saw no way to progress without the roads between myself and her parents obscuring the way forward. Okay, I meant to let go of this interest since I saw no way. Okay, but basically, Jay, you're agreeing with me. I gave you the definition of an indirective intent to detach, which means that you have feelings for her, but you're not going to tell her and you're not going to do anything about it. You're just going as far to say that, and I'm going to delete those feelings. Is that what you're trying to say? I think that's what you're trying to say. If I'm wrong, let me know, but it sounds like we're trying to say. It sounds like we're splitting hairs, hairs here. We're pretty much aligned. So going back into his story. He's debating on changing his strategy because now that they went on this four-mile walk, which Ben Highland came in to say is actually 6Ks for everyone else in the world, he's debating on changing the strategy. But the biggest sticking point is that there's no way to have an open and free because relationship because we share too many ropes. Yeah, that's already out the window if you're going to be moving in with her for sure. He then goes on to say, I generally respect my relationship with her parents, not only as landlords but as friends and good people. I personally believe directive intent to detach might be the key now, but I feel I will lack the will to say that I need no answer. He's just asking for my advice and critique, thinking on the plans of actions. Okay, so I'll critique your breakdown first and then give you a remedy, Mr. J. Critiquing, what have you done well? What you've done well is that you have actually chosen the correct, the least harmful, the least harmful mentality at first at first glance you've definitely chosen the, the least harmful by you saying that well even though i'm kind of into this girl a little bit because of the logistical situation because of what's going on with the landlords and her parents and it's just a bit fucked altogether i'm just not even going to let her know about my feelings and i'm going to attempt to delete them and let them reside into nothingness over time just because it's just not going to benefit anyone it's just going to cause fires with everyone you've chosen the path of least harm so at a minimum, I think you've done that well. What else have you done well? You've done well to recognize that, but hang on a second, Adam. Hang on a second, Jay, as you're talking to yourself. Even though I'm choosing the path of least harm, who dares wins? Who dares wins? If I'm not willing to risk anything, then am I even really living life? If I'm not willing to risk conflict and have to deal with conflict and adversity, how will I ever grow? So not that you said that, but you went on to say that I'm thinking about changing the strategy of the play. I'm thinking about changing the strategy and potentially going direct with intent to detach might be key now, but you're not sure. So those are the two things I think you've done well. Path of least harm, bang. But also recognized I'm probably not going to grow much. I don't know if that's what you recognized, but you recognize that I maybe because I have these feelings, I probably still need to tell her, 
but with intent to not do anything about it and just attach all together. And so I give you points on that because that would be the recommended way of going about it if you were to do something else and it would offer some points of growth. So I think you've done those two things well. What if I think you need to improve on? What improvements need to be made here? Jay, could you please answer this very quickly for me? How long have you been festering over what to do? How long, what's the time frame here? How long has it been since the time that you felt like, actually, maybe I do need to communicate my direct feelings towards her, but with intent to detach, and this session? How long since the inception of that thought and this session? Five days, a week, two weeks. Please get that really quickly for me. While we're waiting for Jay's answer, Tuckerby comes in saying, I was in a similar situation once with Jay. <laughs> no, sorry. I was, in a simple, I was in a similar situation once, Jay, with the girl whose family I was really close with. So my boys can relate. Jay New comes in with a follow-up saying, like two days, not too long. Not even, like one day. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> oh, man, I'm too scared. I'm scared, Jay He says, I wanted to nip this in the bud. Just, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Calm down, I'm too Calm down. Love that word, too scared. Uh Okay, so Jay is saying that I need to know it's quite relevant because I'm talking about what he needs to, improvements to make. The only improvement I could see for Jay New to make, in, or for Jay for you to make in this situation, is if you had allowed for a lot of time to elapse and you allow the feelings to harbor within you. Listen, you need enough time to just sit in silence and make a decision. That's half an hour, though. Half an hour. Like, if you have a deep spiritual practice of training your mind to stay focused on one thing and one thing only, such as your breathing, and it doesn't even have to be connected to some. Woo, what you might consider woo-woo, what I would consider just the source of all things of life, whether you want to call that God, universe, Tao, whatever. You know, it doesn't even have to have that connotation. Just the training of sitting down, focus on one thing. This is my breath. I'll do this for half an hour. You know, if you have that skill set already under belt, when something like this comes up, Jay, if it takes any longer than not only 30 minutes to come up with a decision, but then a day to enact that decision, not barring any physical time or space limitations like okay i can't see her for a day i'm talking about the decision making once you've made the decision that would be a huge issue but it sounds like jay's made this issue very quickly he said it's only been really a day since he's had these feelings so i okay good good not too bad then if you said a week i would have flamed you hard that's far too long you so you're what some people might think why is that too long why is that too long shouldn't he take time to get his thoughts together no don't take time to get your thoughts together. Take the time so that you have the ability to get your thoughts together faster, aka the practice of meditation, so that you don't have these festering things in you that detract from your other experiences in life. So Jay's done that well. Now, I, get, I said I'd give Jay my critique. Now I'd give him the action plan that I recommend. So is in a logistical situation that is anything, anything but fucked? Anything but fucked or everything but fucked? It's fucked. I didn't even mean like anal, like butt fucked. I just mean B-U-T. <laughs> that didn't sound right. It's, it's, it's fucked, all right? The situation is fucked. Because even if he does have feelings for her, the situation is so tentative with it being having a financial contract and a living situation contract that he would be entering a royal, a royal roast if he was to sit down with her and go direct with intent to act, which is, listen, girl, Let's call her, let's, let's call her fake name Michelle. Listen, Michelle, 
been feeling you. Been feeling you since that walk. I know you're feeling something as well. And listen, I think we should. Uh, I think we should explore this. I think I want to explore you, and I think you want to explore me. So, right? That would be a royal roast. You would completely roast the situation. And while things would be juicy, like don't get me wrong, Jay, things would be get juicy. You want a juicy roast, but at the end of the day, the meat's going to get cooked, and you can't uncook the roast. Once roasted, once the situation is roasted, there is no going back. You can't turn it back to raw. Once done is done. So you would have to live with those consequences and that you would likely create tension between her and her family. You'd create tension between yourself of going that, well, what if things went bad with her? And but I'm still in this living situation and fucking and I have to keep paying. And it's like, but I don't want to see her anymore. It's too much shit, too much mess. What if she wants to see another guy? And fuck, because we can't go into closed and locked. So it's not like we're going to be each other's only. We have to start off open and free because that's just clear principles. Well, how are we going to do that if we're living in the same building? Now there's so many ropes connected. So you can see the roasting. Too much roasting. But we can't just option C. We can't just be an indirect fish. We can't just have you walking around the world, getting attracted to women and not letting them know in a more deeper emotional space. I don't mean just having you out there on the fucking billboard. (laughs) But I mean, when you've got a situation that's real. So you're in a situation that's real. It's also not acceptable for a man to let that slide. So what needs to be done is when you say direct with intent to detach, but you're not confident that you will be able to accept the consequences of that. I'll make sure I get those, those words right. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. He specifically said... He said, I feel I will lack the will to say that I need no answer. So some of you may have been thinking, what the hell does he mean by need no answer? So he's going to be direct of her and say, listen, girl, Michelle, this is how I'm feeling about you. I want to explore you. I think we need to explore each other. I've got these feelings. I'm very attracted. It is what it is. Pause. But it's not direct of intent to act. So he's not going to put the issue on her to do something about it. He wants direct with intent to detach, which means that we, we do nothing about it, which means that the way that sentence ends, it's like, I want to explore you. You want to explore me. I feel the connection. I feel the attraction. I had to call it what it is because as a man, I can't let these things fester inside me. So I had to tell you. That's the rationale. That's all he needs to say. She'll respect him for that. She'll have hold the utmost integrity for him for saying that. But what follows after that is what really determines what happens. So... He's not confident that he can say or accept the consequences of what it means to really detach, which means that now, regardless of what I just said, we don't need to do anything about it. In fact, in this situation, we can't do anything about it because the logistical situation is too fucked. Your parents, I love them. The landlords, they're just the greatest. I really want to move here. But it would just be way too messy. You can see, like, you know, I want to keep things really low key and really free between both of us. I want you to see other people. I would want to see other people, you know, given a perfect world where we're not living together. But how we could, uh, we're probably not going to be able to do that if we're living to each other. At the same time, I wouldn't want to cause tension between you and your parents if they knew that I'm paying them, but I'm also sleeping with you. It's, there's too much stuff going on that would fuck this up. So all I really wanted to do in this conversation is by saying that these are my feelings towards you. Now that I've honored my role as a man, like, I just didn't want to run away. Listen, Michelle, I didn't want to run away. So this is me stepping up to you. I'm running 
to you to honor you. I just want to hear what you have to say. Note that it doesn't really change anything. Like you're not going to, it doesn't change the situation, but I just want to understand you. I feel like this will bring us closer together. This is going to be a connection point for us. And uh, let's go. Hit me up. <laughs> that would be the most advanced high level of Jane News execution. If he could simultaneously communicate to her, this is how I feel about you, yet this is why we're not going to do anything with it. And it's because primarily I honor you and your relationship with your parents as well. That would be the highest level tactical execution you could give Jay in the moment. The follow-on from that is if you could stick, stick to it, is if you could stay, stay the word, stay the path, you know, hold strong. And if you could live the next six months, live the next 12 months uh, with an attractive girl that you like and not pull the, pull the pin, pull the trigger. And this is something that I would invite on you, Jay Nu, which is that why do all relationships with feminine beings have to be sexually intimate? Now, Jainu, not all relationships with women have to be sexually intimate, but all relationships with women must be sexually polarized. Yeah? You like that one? I know you do, Jainu. <laughs> what does that mean for those who are not clued in? What it means is that all relationships with the opposite gender should start sexually polarized, which means that intent is known, which means that you don't run away. You're not a little shy, indirect boy that is unwilling to tell her how you think and feel. No, you stand by your principles as a man, direct, congruent, authentic, with the ability to cover with empathy, which largely is not just masculine principles, that's human principles. But you're going to do all those three things. And then, of course, once you know that, that means that sexually polarizes the relationship. Now, sexually polarizes the relationship doesn't mean that that makes her attracted to you or that she wants to go in on that. It just means that you honored your role as a masculine being, that you're upfront, direct, congruent, and authentic about it, covering with empathy in the situation with the family here. That's what he needs to do, right? And so if he can do that, he sexually polarizes the relationship. Why is that so important? Because what about this, Jay New? What about... What about if six months down the line, you find a situation in which that you could move out and you could find a different place that's just as good, but you kept developing a pretty good connection with her because you had set yourselves on evil play, even playing fields, man to woman from the beginning. And then you now have the ability to reconnect with her because you did it right from the beginning. You did it right from the beginning. You didn't do me wrong like you did at the beginning of this question. Do it right from the beginning is what I'm saying, Jay. Sexually polarized relationship first, and then practice your detachment after that. If you don't think you have the chops, if you don't think you're going to have the the hoodsfer, the shop, to be able to detach from after that and be truly okay with her saying, uh, "Yeah, I totally agree with you. Let's not do anything about it, and let's stick with that." And you don't think you're going to be able to do that? Well, then that's your pain point. That's your stay- that's your pain point. That's what you need to learn through. Just like X has to learn through his. I think that's a really good breakdown. <laughs> I think that's everything we need to discuss. Jay, if you think I've missed anything, please hit me up. But I think that's a full coverage. So what's the, just to summarize that, just in case you got a little bit lost in the woods there, uh, he goes to her, tells her how he feels, but also tells her that we're not going to do anything about it. I just want to hear what, you've, what you have to say about it. That's basically the components of what we're talking about. The end result, a stronger man and a more loving woman. And a more trusting woman, a woman that would actually learn to trust the masculine energy because, hang on a second, this masculine being is being upfront. This masculine being is not trying to fuck me over. It's rare. <laughs> it's rare. 
Hashtag it's rare. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking A. That girl keeps popping in my head where we take a quick moment. I think it's because now she's so deeply attached to my subconscious because of the connection with X that simultaneously while thinking about going down on her and pleasuring her, but then X interrupts it in the anime moment. They're like linked. They're linked together now. Fuck. If she's watching this, she's listening to this. You know who you know who you are, girl. You know who you are. I know you, I know I said that I was messing around with a couple of different girls on the weekend, but you know the look on the face. You know what I'm talking about when I say you're the girl that had that look on the face. Fucking devil. Okay, so Jay, hopefully that answered that for you. Let's move on because we've got another super chat to get, which is from Ben Highland. But Jay donated $7 US there, so I really appreciate that, Jay. Thank you. Okay, Ben Highland comes in with the next super chat of a US $5 saying, what are the odds you bust out the guitar and sing the short poem I just wrote or riff off from it? What? What are you talking about, Ben? Ben, I'm not sure if you can see my fingers. I love the request, but my calluses are non-existent. Like on my fingertips from playing guitar. I haven't played guitar in, not that I can't, but it's, I haven't played, I haven't picked up the guitar in probably three, at least three months. So it's not that I couldn't, but it's that I would not want to disrespect your short poem. Not only that, Ben, but my guitar doesn't have a strap. So I would have to fucking... I don't know, go get the chair or something. But listen, you, I don't, at a minimum, like there's some logistical things that would make that difficult. More so, I just wouldn't want to disrespect your poem. <laughs> I like that you think that uh, that I would be good enough to do that. So I, I really appreciate that. But I think you're overestimating my abilities. Listen, listen I can play fingerstyle guitar really good to the things that I know. I'll definitely give you that. But to someone else's poem or song, that's a different thing you're asking for there. That's some professional shit, which I I know my abilities. I know my, my levels. That's definitely not my levels. But anyways, Ben, if you're still here, because you didn't actually drop it. It's like, I was going to like have a look at what you actually... No, you didn't actually drop anything, did you? Unless it was before that. Oh, no, it was. It was. Ben had dropped something earlier. So Ben had dropped some words earlier and it was during the emotional rant that I went on. I think, maybe not. It may have been during the emotional rant, but this is what Ben had said earlier before he dropped the super chat. He says this, surely the day will come where my luck turns golden. Surely the longest roads aren't all broken. Surely this life is but a token of the infinite grace of this world and the ocean. Oh, wait, that was the bottom of it. Sorry, sorry, man. That, that was the bottom of it. But it's because the chat key's moving. Hang on, Je- hang on, Ben. I've got to get to the top of it. That was really well written, though. I like that. I'll get to the top of it because you did drop a super chat, so I'll definitely get the top of it. Okay. So I think this is the top of it. Anyways, Ben dropped this saying, surely there is, surely there is more to... Start this again. I'll get this right. Surely there is more to life than this. Surely every day cannot go amiss. Surely my mornings won't always start with a kiss. Surely the day where, surely the day will come where my luck turns golden. Surely the longest roads aren't all broken. 
Surely this life is but a token of the infinite grace of this world and the ocean. Those are really good words, Ben. I like that a lot. That's actually something that if you gave me some time, definitely not on the moment, but if you gave me some time, I probably could create a little riff noodle to that because that's something that I could rap. That sounds more like a rap than a, I mean, because my voice is definitely not made for melody. That's not my voice. Certain melodies, yeah, but not not in general. Deep melody, yeah, but not high-pitched stuff. But I can, my voice is much more suited to rap. So this is good. Hey, Ben, you know what? How about this, Ben? I'm going to do something for you here. Since you you brought up the whole musical element, because listen, if I actually go through the words of what you've just written, Ben, you said, surely there is more to life than this. Surely every day cannot go on this. Surely my mornings won't always start with a kiss. Surely the day will come when my luck turns golden. Surely the longest roads aren't all broken. Surely this life is but a token of the infinite grace of this world and the ocean. It's very comforting. While I don't even understand the words, like I haven't broken them down logically, I just played it through again, and that's it's very uh it's very comforting. It's yeah, the point, but something that you said in the lyrics keeps hitting me, keeps getting back to, which is that you said, surely my mornings won't always start with a kiss. It's like I sense you're trying to give polarity. I feel like this poem is called polarity. I feel like you're constantly juxtaposing back. Because you say, surely every day cannot go amiss. So surely every day, surely not every day is going to suck. But at the same time, surely not every day is going to start absolutely amazing with a kiss. So you give me some polarity there. But then you then go on to say, surely the day will come when my luck turns golden. Surely the longest roads aren't all broken. So it's kind of like now you're moving towards, but keep your eyes up always. Keep moving forward always. Then you go on to say, surely this life is but a token of the infinite grace of this world and the ocean, as if to say that, but at the end of the day, it doesn't all matter because we were never in control to begin with. That's my interpretation of it anyway, and I really like it. Like, logically, that's my interpretation of it. But Ben, uh, I wrote some lyrics the other day, and if you want, you might be interested in hearing them. If you want to hear these lyrics I wrote the other day, let me know. I won't I won't take, because you might have stuff you want to, um, you might have follow-up questions, you might have something follow-up, because I'm sorry, I'm, I definitely am not, I'm just not skilled enough to, in the moment, grab those lyrics that you just wrote so beautifully and then just go diddle on the guitar. That's something that I would go away with. So if you have a different question or if you want me to go get some lyrics that I wrote the other day, uh, they're, they're pretty up your alley. They're pretty up your alley, I would say. So if you want me to read those out, I'll definitely do that for you. Uh, otherwise, I really appreciate your super chat question. And if there's any other value I can bring for you, uh, please let me know during the session, okay? Thank you very much. Okay, moving on. Distract on. <laughs> Distract on. The third jelly donut man rocks out finally saying, what up? Oh, damn, I'm late as, late as hell. I'll watch this when it's up. Distract on. You missed out on a session of sessions. You missed out on a session of sessions, mate. But don't worry, the replays will be there. But this was not a live session you wanted to miss. Definitely not. Definitely not. Joe Elvin as well coming in with some fire. And the, all the other... Uh, Tucker me and uh, Ben High for the 100,000 answers. W says penguin. He <laughs> just dropped a penguin emoji. All right, thanks, W. <laughs> uh, oh, w has finally put it, changed his YouTube user profile picture as well, and it is a pengi. It is a pengi. I don't mind that. So W is a spirit animal of the penguin. Thank you. The pengi in, J- in Japanese. 
Fucking Pengi. Ben Harlan comes in saying, hey, Distracting, good to see you, mate. How you going? Oh, they're just talking shop. Okay, T comes in with the next super chat. Hang on, let me just see if Ben dropped in anything more about the lyrics. Okay, Ben has not dropped in anything about the lyrics, but again, Ben, if you come back, I, if you have any more follow-up questions or any follow-up anything, I'll be happy to address it, okay? So, Jay New, I'm just realizing he says he has a follow-up question to his Super Chat question, so let me just get that before I dive into T's, and then we'll get straight to T's, because Jay New already dropped the Super Chat earlier. Jay New said, follow-up, should I set up this combo? What should the message setting up the direct with intent to detach look like? So, Jay, if you were listening... Uh, before to what I instructed Exxon in terms of the remedy, it's not too dissimilar. It's not too dissimilar at all. So in terms of this conversation, it's just that, hey, listen, girl, let's catch up. Let's meet up. Let's talk it out. Let's just connect. That's it. You don't need to preload. Well, actually, what I'm saying is not too dissimilar. The dissimilar, what is dissimilar about the nature is that X is in such a deep situation with her that he needs to give her an idea of that, okay, it's going to be an intimate night together. We're going to need to candle and rug. That's how tonight's going to be. For you, it doesn't need to be that. It can just simply be, hey, let's uh, fucking Central Park it. Central Park when you've got a free afternoon, got a couple hours, let's chill, right? It's, you don't want to preload the conversation. You don't need to set her up with, hey, I've got some deep emotional shit that I need to expound. Like it's none of that. It's just literally because what I'm attempting to teach you here, Jay, is don't attach the connotation of deep, serious, meaningful, life-changing conversations with hanging out. It's like, don't attach that as a preloaded connotation. She should be able to just say yes to hang out with you regardless of what's going to happen. But if you preload the context with, hey, let's meet up at Central Park and fucking chill because I need to expound all these deep emotions, from then on, it's always going to be, ah. If Jay wants to hang out, it's probably going to be some deep emotional shit always just because she gets that connotation from the first message you sent. So separate it. Just let her know we need to catch up and have a good time together. That's it. And then you can just, then you can go into your conversation from there, okay? Okay. Okay, moving to the next super chat. Oh, we're going to be pushing four-hour session today. Yes, we are. I do not mind a four-hour session. Hmm. Okay, next super chat was an Australian $10 from one Takumi Kun who comes in with a boss, an absolute boss, smoke weed every day, glasses, emoji, crossing his arms. And he's got a huge question, apparently, it looks like. Oh, wait. No, T says no question, just dropping thanks. I was in a similar situation once with Jay and a girl's family who I was really close with. He then went on to T, then went on to say, ooh, <laughs> this is the solution to the question of can men and women be real friends? Yes, men and women can definitely be real friends as long as the relationship is sexually polarized first. As long as each, as both parties know what the play is. It's the questions. It's, is, was he ever attracted to me? Was she ever attracted to me? Is she ever still attracted to me? Would she ever still be attracted to me? Is he still attracted to me? These questions are what fuck up the ability to have a real friendship between men and women. But if you were just to be upfront with each other from the get and say, this is how I feel right now. I want to know how you feel. 
then you can sort it all out from there. Because then she might say, actually, you know what? Thank you for being so honest, but actually I'm not into you. Actually, thank you for being so honest. I am actually into you. And then you can decide, okay, let's just be friends then. But because you were so direct, it's what builds respect. It's what builds trust and integrity between two people. So you can then be friends. I've never had a girl say to me, even when she didn't reciprocate the feelings that I felt for her, when I had to tell her that I have feelings, like direct feelings for her, I've never had a girl then turn around and say, well, see ya. <laughs> like if she wasn't willing to get into a sexual relationship, it's always like, oh, Adam, I thank you so much for being up front. You know, most guys just fucking indirect, they just option C, the indirect of intent to observe. <laughs> but then she says that, but she says, but most guys just fucking try and weasel their way around, lifeboat their way around, springboard their way around, fucking marshmallow their way around, find water below their way around. Girl will always respect you for being direct. She may not like it, but she'll always respect it. Okay, moving on. T then goes on to say, yes, they can be as long as you do it right from the, yes, they can be as long as you do it right from the beginning. Distraction says, key word, real. T then says, this just inspired a question me, Adam, if you still have time. Certainly do. You drop a $10 super chat, certainly have time. Distraction then goes on saying, I was thinking that too, I could wrap that. I know, right? Here's a reassuring vibe. Distraction, you, you love your jelly donuts. You fucking jelly donut, man. You jelly donut, you JDM. That's what you are. You're a jelly donut, man. T then comes in to say, my question is about chief girl, Adam. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. He goes, my question is about chief girl. So T for the $10 Australian super chat saying, my question is about the chief girl. We've had, for those who don't know who the chief girl is, <laughs> it's only something between T and I, uh, let's just, we refer to her as chief, okay? He goes on to say, we've had the direct chat and decided just to be friends for now. She was going to the hospital yesterday to visit her friend. Ah, Bionikimashita. He then goes on to say, I wanted to drive her there and bring some food since Chief Girl was having a rough day. But I wasn't sure if it was appropriate. Maybe too much investment since I offered casual and free. It might create more feels, which would be bad for her. Not sure the best principles of friendship at this stage. Hang on a second, T. There's something very confusing you said there. You said that you decided you had the direct chat, so you were direct with intent, you know, just to observe, slash detached, whatever you want to go with there, but you were direct, but you weren't going to do anything about it. It wasn't direct with intent to act. And so they decided they set it on just being friends. She went to the hospital to visit a friend. I wanted to drive her there and bring her some food since she was having a rough day, but I wasn't sure if that was appropriate. It made much too much investment since I offered casual and free. That's where I'm confused, T. What do you mean you offered casual and free? You just said you offered being friends. Unless you're just, the chronology, the chronology of what you're saying is just off and you're saying that you initially offered open and free, but then she said no, nope, and then you both decided on, okay, we're going to be friends. If that's all, you, I think that's what you mean. That's what I think you mean. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Otherwise, you're just basically asking on investment levels of what does it mean? Is it Am I investing too much when we've just decided to be friends, even though this might be creating some feels? T then comes in with some further context saying, all right, I mean, we had the whole talk and all the past stuff that you know about. Okay, okay, okay. He, was just, he meant that in the past then. He meant that in the past. He says, yeah, I mean, I initially offered that, but we decided not to go there. Okay. So if you're friends, you can do friend things. T's saying that he wanted to drive her to the hospital to visit her friend, bring her some food because she's having a rough day. 
but he's not sure if that was too much investment. But that's got nothing to do with you having often open and free earlier in your relationship together. If you guys have settled now comfortably on that, we're going to be friends, do friend things. That sounds like a nice thing that a friend would do. The only problem would be is if you were doing that because you were trying to convert her into wanting to get into a sexually intimate relationship. That's the only potential red flag I could see. But if you're doing that just because you want to be a friend and you're doing friend things because that's what friends do, they do friend things, then please do friend things. It's not too much investment. You know, there's, there's a different question of how much is too much to invest in a friendship when it's not equally reciprocated. You know, when one, when one friend does too much and the other does not reciprocate, that's not a friendship. That's a almost a dictatorship, sometimes just not conscious. So, because someone is dictating the behavior of the other and they know they're doing that. Sometimes, though, that they don't know they're doing is why they're that nuance, but they still do it anyway. So, he then goes on to say, and now the vibe is good between us, just never had a friendship like this before. Yeah, see, the only thing you need to check yourself on, a potential red flag here, is am I secretly doing these things because I want her to change? Because I want her to convert. That's the only thing I'll check in my own mind. Here's a good question. Would I still be doing this? Would I still be driving her to the Bioin, the hospital in Japanese? Would I still be driving her there if, if I knew without a doubt, like let's say that you got neutered. Let's say that you got in a horrible car accident and that your cock was lopped off and you have no balls anymore. So you couldn't physically get into her even if you wanted to. Would you still be driving her to the Bioin? Would you still be bringing her food? Would you still be investing that much? If the answer is yes, then we're probably pretty safe to say that you're not trying to secretly convert her, even if you're not subconsciously aware of it. But if it's the opposite and you go, actually, nah, nah, I probably wouldn't invest that much if there was absolutely 0% potential for us to get sexually intimate again, then we know what your true intent is. Even a sliver of a doubt would tell us that. I'm not saying that is you. I'm just saying that's what you have to check yourself on. T then comes in to say, oh, okay, cool. No, I'm not trying to convert her. Oh, Gucci then. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Friends do friend things. I mean, maybe the reason why you asked that, T, is because it's so soon. It's so soon to the fact that you guys just decided to just be friends and you think it might be blurring the lines a little bit. I don't see that. I can see how you would think that. And and what I would do then is that the one way to find out if that was too much of an investment level is just to read her response because you're never really going to know until you see what her response is. Uh, does she kind of freak out at that? Does she go, oh, no, that's way too much, way too soon? And then you go, oh, blip, reverse that. Step it back a few levels. Okay, won't do that again. Or she over accepts on that. She lusting firebirds on that. And all of a sudden goes now, starts hitting you up every which way, every day, every night, want to call you, want to talk to you, want to be with you all the time. And now all of a sudden, she's not even sure if she still wants to be friends. Then you go, oh, maybe I did push it a little too fast. So you're just gauging the response of how she responds to you to know whether you hit a cool medium. What's, what's a cool medium? A cool medium would be her just saying, yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that but she doesn't really change her behavior as a result of it. She both respects and appreciates it, yet does not do anything different with you as a result of that. If she did do something different, either she goes cold or she goes hot, like colder or hotter, that would give you an indication that I overinvested. Real cash muster. Okay, so my friends, I believe I believe that is the end of social Q&A. That's all the solve super chats. I don't think I've missed anything here. 
Yeah, Distracon says he's more of a power a powdered donut guy. No, you're not. You said you like JDM, which means you're a jelly donut man. I'm sorry, mate. You ski and tuck me are all jelly donut men. That's that's as far as I'm concerned. That's all you ever got to be now. T then comes in saying, "Yep, all right, thanks very much. I'll be aware of the response." Yeah, yeah, just read the response for sure. Okay, my friends, there's been a lot of super chats. J News super chat, Ben High super chat, but Ben High tapped out. He said, "Riding the waves and having a blast tonight with this epic live stream." So Ben must have already gone to bed. Because he never responded to my follow-up request. So that's okay. But Ben, thank you for your super chat. Takumi, Janu, all of you who are here present in the live Q&A, particularly during the first three hours, essentially, in which that we just went to town on X. For his mindsets about his girl wanting to stay in the open and free, the disrespect of himself, the disrespect of the journey, the disrespect of her, the disrespect of her journey, the... You guys, we went to a place I've never really been to before in all of these years of doing the podcast in which that I stepped out of coach mode for a second, in which that I literally just gave you a window into my own egoic desire for his journey. And, you know, I know you'd only get that if you were one of my, normally if you're one of my friends, one of my family members or one of my friends. You know, normally in these sessions, I'm just straight cold hearted. I'm normally very cold hearted in the sense that it's just tactics. It's just strategy. It's just mindset. It's just tactics. It's just what the best option is uh, for this particular potential scenario. It's just, it's fucking zenny. That's what I'm talking about. It's just zenny. We never bring in the senzu beans, right? <laughs> it's all zenny. It's never senzu. And so I gave him the senzu. I gave him a little bit of what it looks like uh, to be raw, to be emotional, to be in need of expressing some deep emotion because I want the best for him. And so. I want to wrap this session in case he's still listening just by saying this, that while things did get very emotional at the end, I'm without a doubt of a shred of my heart. I know that I gave you the tactical coaching points to to do the best in your scenario right now. And now it's on you. Now it's just on you. You live your life. You do what you want to do. You got a really rare window of emotion from me. Forget about that. Forget I even really like forget I even said that. It doesn't mean anything in terms of your journey. Like, don't make a decision now because you heard Adam get emotional. Make your decision based on the coaching Adam, not on the emotional Adam. I only let you into that because it was just, I don't know, I just kind of had to. I normally don't, but I just had to. I think it was because of that girl, the, the thing that happened during sunset. It's just, there's a sexual thing and there was a, there's a, you know, it's, I'm going to have to go back on the session and work out why the fuck I went into that. But rest assured, X. I do want the best for you, not only as a person, but as a coach, but primarily I want you to focus on the tactical instruction, the mindsets, the strategy that came through the coaching part of it more so, and that I hope you, whether you get back to me or not, whatever your decision is, you know, I thank you for reaching out. It requires a lot of humility, requires a lot of courage, requires a lot of trust that I won't just come on here for three hours and just fucking uh, obliterate you, but not leave you with some ability to grow and get stronger. That's always the point of this podcast. I may tear everyone down and I will, I'll tear them down, but it's only so that you could grow back stronger. And I make sure you have that at the end. Some people can't accept that pain. I hope that, you know, whatever you do, whatever you do, I just hope that you do. Just as long as you're still breathing, as as long as your heart's still beating, you've got a chance. You've got a chance to improve. And no matter how far you've fallen, no matter how far you've fallen off this path, there's a way back. And there's a way forward and there's a way up. Always. It's Moto Andy. So, X, I thank you to all the live participants in the social QA. 
whether you just got one of the low-hanging fruit questions right, whether you scored a 100,000 Zenny answer, which there were three, uh, whether you got me to lose my shit like Joe Elvin did, and same as Ben, but mostly Joe Elvin. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever happened, you ever you just struggled. Maybe you just had an absolute shit fight during this session because you couldn't get a single answer. You didn't understand a word of what was going on. People were too fast for you. You're like, fuck, I just can't get in here. But if you, even if you just hanged in there, you tried your best to stay in on this session, tried to learn, tried to grow a little, that's all that matters. Like we, I get hyped on when students in the session give really awesome answers because I want to honor that. But at the same time, if you're one of the, if you're in the front row, just fucking hustling, but you're just not getting it, uh, that's fine as well. That's fine as well. I love my front rows. If you're a front row shrimp, you'll one day get to the back because you're so comfortable that you could just fly out answers while also diddling your thumbs and playing uh, fucking Game Boy Advance. <laughs> so you want to be, listen, you want to be in the back rows. I know you do, but enjoy your time. If you're struggling with these answers, enjoy your time as a low shrimp in the front rows, okay? And I'll see you next week. That's what I'm saying. I'll see you next week. Because you guys like, fuck, I want to be the low shrimp. Well, you only will not be the low shrimp if you come back next week, same time, Monday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time for the next episode for season, episode seven of the season, 12 altogether. And we'll be right back here. We'll be right back here addressing your guys' issues. You can always reach out to me on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I, Tang, one. And if you want to send in your own story, maybe you want to be the featured context, featured story, want me to spend three hours in your story, then better send me that message on Instagram or on the website, boldojo.com, B-O-W-L-D-O-J-O.com. Send me long emails through there. And until then, if you guys haven't already, if you could please just drop a thumbs up on the video just to support it. Drop me some feedback and posts. If you just enjoyed the session, the biggest takeaway from the session, uh, any questions you had about the session, just drop them in the YouTube comment box. I'll always come back and if there are, and, the, and I'll respond to those. So, my friends, final comments. Distracon says, okay, you got me there because <laughs> he's a jelly donut man. Penguin then comes in saying, W, oh, his name's actually W. He said he has to switch phones. But how do things work here? Can I just send text messages to you and be able to get your thoughts on them? Definitely not. Definitely not. You can only get that benefit if you're one of my clients on a Bold Coaching membership to get access to my private WhatsApp number. Just head to boldojo.com to ask about that. But there is a free resource, which is my Instagram or the website, boldojo.com, and just the contact forms. And if you have questions, you can definitely send them there, but it might take me a bit of time to get back to them, okay? T then comes in to say, in capitals, Jelly Donut Men Drift Squad out. <laughs> that would be so good, actually. You guys, you guys should get a sticker that says the Jelly Donut Men and just like three, just a couple of men or three men just sitting around eating bags of jelly donuts. And you would put that as your racing, as your straight racing label, your insignia, like the Akina Speed Stars or the fucking, uh, what are the other one? The Red Suns? You guys be the Jelly Donut Men. <laughs> Ski, if you're listening to this, Ski, just try on a T, get it done. Let me see those stickers, mate. If you guys get those stickers, mate, I'll put one on my car. I'll put a one up my car. This tracker there comes in saying, who's also one of the Jillian Donut men saying, we out. All right, teriyaki boys. I'll see you guys soon next week. Stay up with me on Instagram and all that. And I thank you all so much for this time, for your presence, for your concentration. I'm wishing you all the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Yeah, that was clean. That was clean. My last few have not been good, but that was a good one. Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's 
that's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours and hey you're my kind of person if you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development shit <laughs> get excited by that so before you run off let me just hear you with a couple of reminders if you haven't signed up to the bold sip weekly email it's free boldojo.com keep you updated over there the best place to connect with me outside of these youtube live sessions and podcasts is actually on instagram at uitang1 double o i tang one you guys can see all the behind the scenes you can see i post a lot of fitness health all the artistic shit if you watch the story a lot of the meditations as well that i go through each day and each night and uh, it's a great place to do dm me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions different parts of this etc so how do we tang one on instagram i hope to see you there I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at boldojo.com listen guys the birds outside are going haywire so i better wrap up this outro it's the time of my life getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions chopping it up getting to really know who you are and so i thank you so much again and i look forward to seeing you the next session truly wishing you the absolute best in your lives much peace and much joy ciao